With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It really feels as though Denver have reestablished their dominance over the Miami Heat. So what adjustments can we expect from Eric Spolster to try to get back into the series in what seems like a must-win game for Game 4? Well, Pips is back in his studio to help break it down on today's preview on the Board YouTube channel. Game three is in the books. Denver, of course, now have the 2-1 series lead and reclaim that home court advantage. So, of course, we bring Pips back in to help preview what we're going to see for game four and talk about a little bit in the reaction in the wake of that game three as well. Taking time out of a trip as well to do it. So let's get right into it. Pips, first reaction to that game three. What did Denver do to reclaim their dominance in this series? They just did a bit better on offense. Miami shot worse. And two, Murray and Jokic, two and two and two game, their pick and roll game was just unbelievable. Jokic outstanding once again, no surprises there. Just, just great overall performance. Uh, a little bit weaker defensive performance from the Heat. They had so many troubles, so many problems. Butler was weirdly, but one of the weakest. Uh, players on, on their side and allowed allowed Jamal Murray to get in the rhythm and he just kept it for the entire game I mean when you have Denver Nuggets winning the game with making like six threes <laughs> in the entire game that's just five yeah. threes in the entire game yeah. they won yeah, on the road and Michael Porter Jr. was not playing great. KCP did nothing. So they had only two guys that were in there are Murray and Jokic. And those guys will always be always be there. It's the role players that show up and don't. And this game was no one, no role player besides Brown showed up for the Denver Nuggets and they still comfortable win. The end result is not representative of what how easily they won this game. And yeah, that's that, that's the thing. I'm afraid we could see Denver in five. This was my early prediction before the series started. Miami he just looked lost in, in, in trying to defend Jokic and Mare. And yeah, there is not much they can do. Yeah, uh, I'll, one I liked one of the adjustments I saw from Denver in the second half. I'll touch on that just a second here. But a couple of facts. Uh, it's very rare to, for a player to have a... 30-point triple-double in an NBA Finals game. I believe there is about, like, 10 to 15 who've ever done it. Jokic and Murray did it yesterday, which is insane. Jokic becomes the first-ever player in an NBA Finals to have a 30-20 and 20 game. He also had 10 assists. But not only, like, they, a big deal was made, the first-ever NBA Finals performance, 30 points, 20 rebounds. This is the first time that has happened, period, since 2004 when Shaq did it. So... This just doesn't happen ever, let alone in an NBA Finals game. So testament to how special these guys are. And it just felt like every time 
the, the Nuggets needed a big bucket. Like the Heat took a four point lead in the second quarter. Jamal Murray had a like a off the dribble three. And just in the third quarter, as the Nuggets were pulling away, whenever it looked like the Heat were coming back, a big shot from Jamal Murray. And just all game, the shot making was utterly ridiculous from Jamal Murray. But the adjustment that I really liked from Michael Malone in the second half, which allowed Denver to run away. They were overplaying Jimmy Butler in the skin game two, but as well as the first half of game three. Like if he drove, like if he drove baseline, there's four Denver players waiting there, kick out to a shooter, pump fake, get a guy to blow by, kick pass, like an extra pass to a wide open shooter. And Miami shooters are wide open all first half. Second half, they became a lot more comfortable, like kind of daring Jimmy Butler to beat them one-on-one with like some soft help coming from Jokic in the post which just there was no kickout option anymore. There was no open threes. And I think uh, Miami's three-point percentage and their makes suffered as a result. So Denver, I think, found uh, a little bit of something there. Spolstra, obviously, will have to adjust. But let's look at the game lines for this one before we talk about what we expect to see from an adjustment process. So as we go to the bet stamp odds screen here, Denver are favored by three and a half to three. Uh, obviously Miami are three and a half to three on the spread. Denver minus 152 on the money line, plus 140 for Miami. The over-under has dropped from the 215, 214 that we saw from that game three and is now at about 210 and a half to 211. But by the way, guys, as always, when it comes to betting on the playoffs, line shopping is your friend. And in order to line shop on all these playoff games to get the best lines, you need to have all of your available sports books open. You need to have an account there so you can take advantage of those good lines. If you are going to sign up to a new sports book, please make sure to use our affiliate code betstamp.app slash the board. Link is in the description. But if you're watching on YouTube, scan the QR code in the bottom left corner of the screen. If you're going to sign up to a new sports book anyways, please make sure you're using our affiliate link. But I spoke about the adjustment process that needs to happen from Miami here. What do you think Eric Spolster is going to be cooking up for game four? Because it feels like that's a must-win game for Miami. So we could not probably see maybe the time for Tyler Hero to 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 to, in, to involve him in, in here. They need to. I don't know what's the right way to defend Jokic. I don't think there is a right way to defend Jokic. But no, you, yeah. just, you just can't. <laughs> yeah, but I think they did quite a good job with limiting everyone else. But this was the Mare. He early got hot because, as I said, the, there were a couple of weak showing from Butler. He was switching when there were not, their scheme was not to switch. Then he was, it was a couple of mistakes that gave Mare open shots. He started making shots. And then he, when Mare gets hot, it's, it's very difficult to stop him, even when you have a good contest later on. Yeah, and that, that that was the case in in the, this game. So, yeah, I, I I just think okay, you won the game on the road, so you gave Tyler Hero some more time to recover. But they need him to play one. They need him to play a pick and roll with Bema Debayo. Bema Debayo had poor offensive game. He shot miserable in game one. In game two, he did still had some. Questionable shot selection, uh, especially game two, but he made those shots, very difficult shots. Now, the, in the, this game, everything variants took regression there, and he missed a lot of good looks. They need to involve Duncan, Duncan Robinson again. 
earlier when when they struggle to score for a couple of possessions just bring him in try to do something if he's not having good day just bench him the, the Miami Heat had so many good players that 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 can get hot at any time and you just need to try to find the best fourth or third guy in the night yeah and Butler needs to be way more aggressive I know he's hobbling I know he's hurt but he needs to find the groove and he needs to be more. So sometimes during this game, as you said, they decided to not help a lot on Butler like they did in the first two games. And he was driving, expecting the help. So wasn't that aggressive. Yeah. And then still kicked out. Even the help didn't came. So I think more aggressive Butler. And we could see a big Jimmy Butler game in the next game because if they let him play one-on-one, he'll need to score. They will go back, watch the film, and see that he had so many opportunities more to score. And he actually started very poor, even though they, they didn't help a lot on him. And I also think first game, first two games, there was it didn't make any sense to show so much help on Butler when he's hurt. And his numbers since Milwaukee Bucks series are actually not great. He is averaging 23.6 rebounds, five assists, and that looks great. But every possession was running through him, and his through shooting is 52.5%. That's okay. way below average. So, yeah, he did. he's not having since the injury. Uh, he is, I would say, average in, in these playoffs. I, I think what I think the threat of Jimmy Butler has been so important so far in the playoffs. But I, you know, I, like you said, he needs to reestablish that threat because they felt comfortable not helping on him too much. But he needs to start scaring them. He needs to scare them into doing it to free up shooters a little bit more. And I, I mean, the guy's got to knock down the shots. Like Struce, uh, Struce can't go one of four. Vincent can't go one of six. They need to get a little bit yeah. extra in the shooting department. And as you mentioned, a little bit, they'll have a little bit of help from Tyler Hero. But, Let's look, but oh yeah, go ahead. I'll just say, but, but when you, when um, the reason gave Vincent Struce and Duncan Robinson and didn't have a great game like they did in the first two games. Yeah, they, they weren't open because they weren't sending the help to Butler. So I think with Miami mo- mainly winning with hot three-point shooting, you are okay with Hubble, Jim Butler scoring 35 points if you don't allow any wide-open looks for their great shooters. Like that's that's the thing, and I think they should continue with that. That's why. That's why I think Miami offense is a bit more solid. There are solutions, more solutions there to, to 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 slow them down, but there is actually no solution to how to defend Nikola Jokic. Yeah, well, I was about to transition there, but it's just kind of funny, like the way you can stop Miami, just don't leave their really good three-point shooters open. That was the adjustment for the second half. But I spent I spent literally all morning. Uh, we're recording this Eastern Time, eleven forty-seven a.m. I have spent all morning trying to think of a way Miami can stop this Denver offense. I can't think of anything. Like, like if Jokic is playing the way he's been playing, which every indication is he will be, if Jamal Murray is even like close to this level of shot making, what do you do? Because if you if you blitz Jamal Murray, he's going to find an open shooter. I know they weren't hitting shots. Like only Bruce Brown hit a hit a three in this, and he was in the second quarter. Other than Jokic and Murray in this game, but. You have to feel they're wide open. Some shots will start to fall. If you know you you double Jokic, he'll always find the open guy. Like there's no way to defend Jokic, and they just they just have enough everywhere else. I I genuinely can't come up with a way to stop them. 
I was going to ask you any insight. What is what can Spolster throw at this team defensively to have a have a chance? Just a little bit more gamble on, on, on like when Brown is on the court, double team of him. When Gordon is on the court, double team of of him. You need help, but you need to be more organized and the room for more for more mistake with Jokic on the court is non-existent. Yeah. You need to be perfect. You need to be perfect with sending help from from which player, at what time, the rotations. You need to be perfect. And so far, especially in the game three, even great players like Butler struggled with defensive schemes, when to switch, when to stay on the guy, when to go over the screen, when to go under the screen. Then to help inside, like he made so many mistakes in the first half. I know everyone now follows Brady Hawk. He's unbelievably reporter for for Miami Heat, and he did a breakdown and showing exactly how Butler missed, like in the first half, maybe six to seven coverages. Wow! And my where my Jamal just got good looks and made every shot and. It, it was easier later into the game. So maybe a slight effort thing, but it, it's hard. It, it's got to be really hard to stay completely locked in every single possession because, like you said, there is no room for error. I think Miami, if they're helping off anybody, like help off Michael Porter Jr. He was just a disaster in yesterday's game. Uh, one of seven, zero threes. Uh, and the game was, was really highlighted by the sequence where he lost a jump ball even though he had seven inches on Gabe Vincent, he lost a jump ball on the ensuing Miami possession off the jump ball win. A long rebound came to him, which he grabbed. And to get out in transition, he went behind the back and turned it over. Yeah. And, uh, that could have, Michael, didn't score. That could have swung the game a little bit. But yeah. yeah. But Michael Porter Jr. is statistically the best uh, wide open shooter of all time. Yeah, uh, yeah of course. So, yeah, that's, just, that's, that's kind of like, you know, when you start to hit, I'm going to cover you, but I'm like, hey, do you are you going to have it today? That's what we'll find out. All right. To end off, uh, any bets, in uh, any betting angles that you want to look at today, I, I'll start and give you a second tier. I think that this minus three on Denver is going to move. Uh, a lot have already moved. I think it's going to continue to move. I think this will close at, like, at the least minus three and a half for Denver. So if you can get minus 110 or better on a minus three on the spread for Denver, that is worth taking because I think that's going to move to a three and a half. I think that could get to four by the time game four tips off. But anything you're looking at to take advantage of for this Friday game? Uh, Bet money buy over on points or combine over with alternative lines with over on assists and over on points. Jimmy Butler under assists uh, alternative with over points. Also a good good, good edge to, to, to get. I, I always say combine it together to get plus 100 and minus 110 but alternative lines both because he, like he won't have many assist opportunities like he, he had in the first two games and he was have so many scoring ones so that's kind of good last game i bet uh nikola Jokic or points and under assist it cover in it was a winner so with the alt yeah, lines, with the alt lines with, with the alt lines yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's it. Maybe some alternative lines for Jokic rebounds. He had the, some adjustments where we need to Nikola to rebound and to push the pace when he got the rebound. He's one of the best in the league. Oh, out of every bigger guy, to when he gets the rebounds, he can move the transition very well. Mm. 
and yeah that's it probably for for me don't bend michael porter jr anything under sober just skip this guy we don't know what version he'll show up and what kind of defense this players are play on him so yeah that's that's from the props side. All right, so plenty to consider ahead of this game for. I'm excited to watch. I'm sure Pips is as well. Please make sure to get all of our previews in this channel and all of our reactions. You subscribe to the Board HQ. You can also follow us in whatever audio form that you're listening to. Drop a like if you enjoyed or take a minute to rate and view five stars. Me and Pips, we'll see you again next time for another video as we get set for more from the NBA Finals.